So I think a lot of the time we're clicking on podcasts. How do I determine my gifting and my calling? We're clicking on this podcast for an answer that we believe is going to fulfill us. Here's your answer. Don't even think about your purpose or your calling in your life until you understand who God's called you to be and the purpose of why you were made. Once you get that, then let's start to talk about the other things. Life Audio. What up, y'all? Welcome back to Questions with Caden. I'm your host, Caden Fabrizio. And uh, today we have another pod for you. What do we got, Matt? Like, we have like two to four podcasts left of the year, depending on our math. I don't know. We're trying to figure that out. We got two to, two to four podcasts left. The season is winding down. We've got two to four pods left for the year, and it's winding down. It's kind of sad. But also, it's kind of good. Christmas is coming. Thanksgiving's coming. Yeah, I mean, we're in November now. I'm like trying to... Yeah, these things are pre-recorded, guys. So, like, I'm trying to do math in my head. And it's just sometimes I'm just kind of like... We're just all over the place. Anyway, we got a fun episode for you guys today. We're asking a really good question. We're asking, how do I know the difference between calling and talent? And uh, I think a lot of people are asking this question and trying to figure out what God has called them to... Um, even though they may be gifted in a lot of areas. So let's do this. We're going to pray. We're going to read a foundational scripture. And then we are going to have a good conversation. Uh, but before we do so, uh, we have to always shout out Life Audio. Thanks so much for making this thing happen. Also, shout out youandmemedia.co. What? Oh, I thought you had something to say. <laughs> I thought Matt was talking to me. And um, yeah, be sure to subscribe, like, do all the things just to make this podcast continue to go around. It's fully listener supported. And if you don't listen and don't share it, nobody listens. And then basically Matt, me and Courtney are producing a show for nobody. So... Share it with as many people as you can. We've just been loving this season. We've been loving the growth. We've been loving uh, hearing the stories of what God's doing. I've been loving getting to meet some of y'all at Yona Nights. Um, it's been awesome. So uh, let's pray, and then let's podcast. <laughs> Lord, we love you so much, God. We just thank you for who you are. Pray, Holy Spirit, would you help us define what it is you're calling us to, how you've anointed us, how you've gifted us, and how those all play a part in um, in our story, Lord, and the, the the major story of the gospel. We love you, Jesus. We just ask, Holy Spirit, would you come into this conversation? I pray that you would speak through me today, Lord, that you'd make this this clear and concise, and that people would be encouraged today and maybe gain clarity right now, Lord. I just I just feel I just feel impressed in my spirit right now, Lord, that we're supposed to just pray for clarity over every single person that listens to this podcast right now, Lord, that you would just give them vision for their life, that you would clear the path for them, you'd show them what you've called them to and made them for. And Holy Spirit, I just pray that you'd go before us. We love you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. First verse I think of when I think about calling is I think about the Great Commission. And I think it's a really important uh, verse for us to read 
and I'm pulling it up. I'm not texting. Because it is a verse that Jesus is speaking directly to the people that would consider themselves followers of him. And he says this, Matthew 28, verse 19, he says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is a commission and a great calling for every single believer, every single person that would consider themselves a follower of Jesus. This right here, the great commission, is the baseline for every single believer and their calling. So when we're asking the question, how do I tell the difference between my calling and my gifting, is you first have to lay it on the foundation of the commission of Jesus on your life as a Jesus follower. If you, if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, then you have submitted yourself to his authority in your life, and you have submitted yourself to following Jesus and doing what he asks of us. As Christians, he asks us to do this. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Share the gospel. Tell people about Jesus. That's the baseline for us. So what you have to then flip to is figuring out, okay, is the things that I'm gifting at, gifted at, do they allow me to do this? Because here's where things get murky sometimes for us, is that we think that we have, um, each of us have an individual, specific individual calling. Now, I would say that we as Christians have the, a mass calling to tell people about Jesus with individual purposes. Now, our individual purpose is the lane in which we would achieve the vehicle used to achieve this mass calling that God has called us to. So for some, it's in business. For some, it's in entertainment. For some, it's in leadership. For some, it's in vocational ministry. For some, it's in podcasting. For some, it's in um, editing. For some, it's in production. For some, it's in firefighting. For some, it's in police policing. How do you say that, Matt? Being a police officer. <laughs> It'd be being a policeman. <laughs> it would be it would be in those veins. So what we have to figure out, is it my calling or am I just gifted at it? Here's where the two intersect. Often your calling, like we said, is how you tell people about Jesus. It's what we're all called to. And your gifting is what merges with the, that calling to create your purpose to allow you to do so. So a lot of the times you can kind of follow the path of where God's hand has been on your life to help you identify the things you should be doing in your life. Let's just use me as an example. I cannot stop talking. I've never been able to stop talking. My whole life, I can't stop talking. Junior high school, can't stop talking. Elementary school, definitely couldn't stop talking. High school, probably got worse. College, was the worst it ever was. I could never stop talking. However, I learned at a very young age that when I was talking and I was put in public settings, my talking actually got better. My public speaking talking was not just purposeless talking anymore, but it was better. It's why I could, I could ace a communications class in three seconds and in college and in elementary school, I never had a practice for my presentations. But it's also the reason why in elementary school, my little 
punishment card always sat at orange. We went from green, and this is for some context, if you got in trouble at my school and elementary school, you had to move your card or move your pin, and it went in descending order. It went green, yellow, orange, red. I basically lived in the orange-red area because I just could not stop talking. Now, why did I tell you that? I tell you that because that gifting has merged with what God, the calling of a believer on our life, and now what I literally do with my life is I sit in front of cameras with microphones or I preach and I tell people, I talk and tell people about Jesus. What is it in your life that has been an evident gifting of yours? Some may have called it a curse. I can't tell you the amount of times people told me to stop talking. Talking's a curse. This kid just won't stop talking. He won't stop doing it. But it was a God-given gifting that the Lord had placed on my life that he was going to use to bring people to him. What is it that's on your life that you can merge with this calling as a believer to create purpose in your life? That's the, that's the big question of life, I think, for a lot of people, is trying to figure out where, what the purpose is in their life. What are they called to? What are they made for? There's, a, this, there's something that's very clear, though, that I, I want to make evident in this episode. When we're talking about this purpose, this, this, this calling, all of this is great, but your true design in your life is to be in full relationship with Jesus. You're going to continue in your life to have big questions surrounding your life and a big search for something to fill a void in your life. Even as a believer, if you never fully understand what your true design as a human being is for, it's to know Jesus. It's to walk in relationship with Jesus. It's to be fulfilled and loved by the creator of the universe, to know him and to allow him to know you. True relationship that's fulfilling that will that will give you the comfort and the and the fill the void that you've been looking for in your life the rest of this stuff i truly believe in, and maybe some people would disagree with me but i fully believe the rest of it is a cherry on top the rest of the rest of what you get to do with your life the rest of the work you do in your life what you assume to be your calling or your purpose for this life the rest of that it's really just a cherry on top it's really just an additive like you get to partner with god in your own life to do the work of, of the gospel, do the work of the kingdom of heaven here on earth. That's But the problem is I think a lot of us, we kind of put the cart before the horse and we try and figure out what we're purposed or made for in terms of calling and work and our jobs and the, the blessings God has for our life and all of those things. And then we try and attach it to a relationship with Jesus and we try and, and we're confused when it goes nowhere. However, if you... First, understand that your, your original intent for your life, your true purpose is to know God and to be known by God. Then anything you attach to that is just an additive. And you can be actually more impactful in what you're called to do because you have that understanding. It's really important that that's basically where we start. Now, when we get down to our calling, our, our gifts, here's the danger. The danger is that we ultimately believe that we were made for our gifts and we ignore the gift giver. That's a major danger of allowing your gifts to kind of move you in the direction of, of your life and fulfill your purpose. Because it is really easy. Maybe you're a very gifted football player listening to this with a lot of D1 offers or you're about to go to the NFL. 
it is really easy to allow that to become identity, even though it was just a gift on your life. Athleticism was just a gift on your life that God wanted to use in some way, shape, or form to bring people to him and to prosper your life. But however, you've forgotten about God completely or never even acknowledged him in the first place and have allowed this gift to determine your this gift to determine your identity. And now you're in a really bad spot because maybe football ends one day or you get hurt and you can't play for a season. A season. And you're trying to figure out who you are outside of football because your whole identity has been placed inside of this gifting. That is why you have to make it really the foundation of your life and you have to make it really important that you focus and understand that your life was purposed to be with Jesus and known by Jesus far before it was ever made to be a football player. You're catching my drift. Is that making sense, Matt? 100%. Foundation has to be set before anything. Yeah. Then we can start talking about gifting and then we can start talking about calling. And, and what I, I, I really want to emphasize that I think Western Christianity kind of jumbles a lot of the time is that the modern success of the world does not always equate to purpose, nor does it equate to gifting. So just because you have a gift that has been able to produce some sort of success in your life doesn't actually always mean that God's on that gift. All of us are gifted. God's a good father that gives us good gifts. But it doesn't mean that every single one of those gifts are what God has placed his hand on, anointed, and selected to be uh, what he's going to use in your life to fulfill the Great Commission, to bring heaven to earth, and to prosper your life. Because there's an element that, like, let's not be super spiritual, but there's like an element uh, where God wants to prosper your life. Like, God wants you to be happy, to carry joy. God wants you to be successful. Like, I don't think God wants any of his kids to suffer. And he wants, he's giving you things in your life to allow you, to equip you to be able to be successful in some areas, to prosper. But sometimes we only think that prospering in the Western world is like being famous or super rich or having a nice car or the nice house. But I think God is more than happy with being like, hey, you're set, you're safe, you're healthy. That's prosperous. So the danger with um, the danger with calling, I guess the best way to say that is the danger with weighing your purpose by weighing your giftings is that you actually start to think that your giftings is your purpose. The reality is, is Jesus is your purpose. Everything outside of that is really not going to do much for you, yourself. You might find fulfillment in the process of working with God, you may find joy in the process of what your gifts produce. You may find joy in those things. I find so much joy and fulfillment partnering with God on this podcast and Yona speaking, telling people about Jesus. I find so much joy in that, so much fulfillment in that. But if I'm being honest with you, if that's all I lived and died on, I'd be very empty. I'd be very tired. I'd be very run down. And I, the fulfillment would... Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast, to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. 
Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Run out very quickly. Because my true fulfillment is when I wake up in the mornings and I sit down with my Heavenly Father in my room in my pajamas and I open my Bible and I go, Lord, who do you say that I am? And Lord, would you bring me peace for my life? And Lord, would you reveal more of yourself to me? That's true fulfillment. That's what you were made for. I preached a message at Yona, last Yona, in October, uh, or actually September 29th, our last Yona of the year. And I preach a message. You can listen to it on the, this podcast. I think it's a couple up. It's called Crushed by Comfort, where I essentially talk about this idea. I talk about the idea that every one of us is searching for something to give us comfort. And in many places, we're looking in the wrong areas. The only person that ever can fulfill us and create and provide comfort for our lives truly is Jesus. So I think a lot of the time we're clicking on podcasts, how do I determine my gifting and my calling? We're clicking on this podcast for an answer that we believe is going to fulfill us. Here's your answer. Don't even think about your purpose or your calling in your life until you understand who God's called you to be and the purpose of why you were made. Once you get that, then let's start to talk about the other things. So let's just assume you got that. <laughs> we can talk about the other things now. Let's talk about what you do with your gifts in your life, how you use them, how you honor them, and what you do to uh, partner them with God. First thing you do when you acknowledge God has given you a gift and you believe that God wants to use that gift to uh, advance the kingdom, prosper your life, and move your life forward. Tell people about Jesus. Bring people to him. First thing you do, ready for this? You give it back to God. First thing you do when God gives you a gift is you return to sender. Because you have to always, always submit the gift to the gift giver or your gift is going to be become, going to be the thing that you start to worship. If I just rely on my own strength to preach a message I become the creator of the message and all the pressures on me. But if every single time I go to preach, I just give it back to God. I allow the Holy Spirit to speak. I allow the gift giver to be glorified. And I don't allow the gift to become identity because I trust it in the hands of the one who gave it to me. That's the first thing you do. The second thing you do is you start to pray a lot for vision and clarity and ask God to lay out the path of what he's placed in front of you. 
and, and ask him to start to open doors. And then start to walk through the, he will, and start to walk through the doors that he opens, being aware of the Holy Spirit and asking him to come along on the ride with you and be aware of the doors he's opening and the doors he's shutting and walk hand in hand with Jesus through those doors. And when you walk through a door, ask him, Holy Spirit, did you open this or did I open this? And if he opened it, ask him to shut it. Because let me tell you, you don't want to open any doors you got to keep open. And that's good luck. Good luck. But if you can allow a door to be opened by the Holy Spirit, you don't have to keep it open. You just walk through it and receive what he's got for you. And when, you, when you're moving in that way, you almost start to move in this like, like water. You start to move in this like path of least resistance. You start to flow like a creek down a, down a stream, water down a stream. And you start to flow in a way that God is clearing the path for you and opening doors for you. And it doesn't feel forced. It almost feels like this feels too good to be true. This feels too easy. I can only speak out of this because I've, I've walked it. I've seen it. I feel like Matt can agree right now. I feel like I think I feel like I'm watching this happen to him right now. He continues to walk through doors that the Holy Spirit is opening for him right now. I think, and it's very minimal effort, and God is just opening doors. Doesn't mean you're not trying, you're not stewarding, you're not working hard, but he's being attentive to the Holy Spirit and watching God open doors so he can continue to flow through them. And there's a peace, and there's an ease, and there's a grace on that. That's your second thing. Your third thing is you got to get people in your life you can talk to to ask them what they see on your life and when you're moving in the directions is God on this do you what do you think about this is this a good idea do you see this on my life trusted people pastors mentors close wise friends wise counsel those people you need to say hey I'm really good at this this is a gift of mine do you think that this is something that God's on is this a way that you should see that I begin to, that I should start to go down this path. I also think practically that when God wants you to move one way, I think he actually makes it decently clear. Sometimes you may have to battle emotional, like emotions and emotional baggage, or like sometimes you may have to grieve a season or let something go, or it looks a different way. But I think when you can gain clarity around something, I think it actually makes things make a lot of sense to you when God wants you to move in a direction. Maybe it's an answer to prayer. Maybe it's an answer to a vision you've seen in your, for your life. Uh, maybe it's an answer to a prophecy someone has spoken over you. And there's a grace, like I said, and a grace and an ease on what you're doing. I'd say the number one thing when it comes to like calling or God asking you to do something, I think at least everything that I've been a part of with the Lord has ne- has never felt forced. And I, this kind of like goes back to like the door opening thing, but it's it's a little bit different because I think when you're walking in the true grace of uh, first walking in the identity that God has created you and that's your purpose, but then you have a gifting that you want to use to glorify the Lord, you've given it back to him, you're submitted to him, you're obedient to him, you're waiting on him, you're willing to do whatever he asks you to do, to move through whatever doors he opens, there is this peace and there's this, there, nothing is forced. Yeah. Things just start to flow. You start getting phone calls you should have never gotten. You start, you start meeting people that you've been praying to meet 
that you didn't know was that person. You opportunities start to come out of nowhere. Fruit starts to be to bear out of your life. Like just things just start to happen through the grace of God and start to flow out of your life when you're submitted to him and living in that area. I think my last thought for how do I determine if it's gifting or if it's calling, I think one of the major keys to to understanding this, major key, DJ Khaled. Here's your DJ Khaled major key to calling. <laughs> major key. I think a lot of us, we are all, everyone is gifted. The Bible tells us that when we were born, uh, God gave us gifts, and the gifts were given without repentance, meaning that we're gifted before we ever even come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We're gifted. He's given us gifts. That's why people can sing that aren't Christians. It's why people can jump a house that aren't Christians. It's, it's why people are faster than le- like leopards that aren't Christians. It's why there's gifted speakers that aren't Christians. It's why we can go down, go down the gamut of, of giftings, but the gifts were given without repentance, meaning you're gifted. That's, that's period. God's placed something on your life that's special that nobody else has. You're an artist, you're a singer, you're a, you're a dancer, you're a athlete, you're a the list can just continue. You're a comedian. The list can just continue to go on. Gifts were given to you. You were equipped the moment you were born. And now that you know Jesus, we know that you're called. But to identify your purpose, I think the last key for you is many of us never ask God to sur- to like submit our heart to his own desires so I think a lot of us, we wrestle with our desires that come from maybe realizing our gifting before it's submitted to the Lord, and then we don't understand why things aren't happening for us because we feel called to one thing because our giftings are saying this, but God's actually pointing you in a different direction. Let me just tell you a story out of my own life. When I was 11 years old, I was playing Pop Warner football, and I picked up a tennis racket for my first time on a family vacation. My sister had been playing tennis for... Three or four years, my dad was a pro tennis player back in the day. He owned a tennis academy. I had never picked up a racket. I was never interested. I never cared. On a family vacation, I pick up a tennis racket and hit tennis balls with my sister. And I first time ever hitting tennis balls, I beat my sister who'd been playing tennis for three or four years. My dad notices this gifting and says, Cade, what do you think about playing tennis? I myself notice this gifting and go, I'm way better at this than football. We quit football, get straight into tennis. The next seven years of my life were devoted to six hours a day on a tennis court, traveling to play tennis tournaments. My whole life was working out, eating right, training, playing tournaments. Eating right, working out, training, playing tournaments. Eating right, working out, training, playing tournaments. That was my daily regimen. I was homeschooled so that I could do this. Because my gifting was so good, and I got so good so fast at tennis, this is not a story to flex, this is, just, <laughs> this is the truth, I got so good at tennis so fast, my gifting started to speak and tell me that this is what I was made for. I was made to be a tennis player. The path was set before me, I was gonna go play college tennis and then hopefully pro tennis one day. That was the goal. And I remember even I would go to, I grew up in a Christian household, I'd go to these summer camps and winter camps, or I'd have these encounters at church, and people would come over, and they'd prophesy over my life that I was going to bring people to Jesus, that I was going to tell people about Jesus, that I was going to, I was going to 
fill venues of people and bring them to Jesus. And because my heart was set on a gifting that, that I had found in my life, tennis, I equated everything spoken over my life. It had to mean tennis. So if somebody told me, and this, I'm being very vulnerable, if somebody prophesied over my life that I was going to fill a venue with thousands of people and they were going to come to know Jesus, I always assumed tennis. However, when I was 18 years old, I was, I think she, yeah, 18 years old, about to graduate. No, actually, I think I was 17. I think I was like a, a junior, maybe in between my junior, senior year. I was uh, gearing up to play some really good tennis, look, looking like I had a lot of potential to go play some D1 tennis. Ended up getting injured. Long story short, ended up at a, at a, a school called Azusa Pacific University. Shout out APU. Got injured again, had another surgery. I had three wrist surgeries in the matter of a year and a half, and my tennis career was over. But God, you gave me a gifting that I thought you wanted me to use. However, the mistake I made is I never submitted my heart to the will of God and said, God, make my desires your desires. I never did that. I never submitted my heart and said, God, whatever you want, I'll do. Whatever you say, I want. I never even... I never even spent enough time, I grew up in a Christian household, but I never spent enough time seeking Jesus personally to allow him to formulate what was in my heart and what I cared about, aka what was I passionate about. And many people, they'll tell you when they're giving you advice about how to follow your calling, find your purpose, they'll say, what are you passionate about? I will argue, no. What is God passionate about? And what has he placed in your heart? Because what you're passionate about may not be what God's passionate about for you. If your life is not submitted to his, if your heart's not submitted to his, and if you haven't allowed your heart to align with his heart so that they mirror each other, meaning you've spent intimate time with Jesus, allowing him to transform you from the inside out to carry a new revelation about your life and the things you care about. If you have not allowed him to do that, you're gonna carry a passion and a purpose on your life that you were never made for. Because a gifting could be lying to you. But what you need to do is say, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I, I don't care what I'm passionate about. I need to know what Jesus is passionate about. And when I did that, after I lost my tennis scholarship and I could no longer play and my identity that was found in this gifting had crumbled, I finally submitted my life to the Lord. And what did the Lord show me? He showed me that his passion was people. And there was actually another gift in my life called talking that would allow me to bring people to him. Same vision, same prophecy different passion. I think for your life, the last thing I want to encourage you with is in order to find your, your, to identify your gifting and your calling, you need to first determine God's passion and ask him to place it in your heart. That is going to allow you to really hone in on that specific thing that you have been purposed for. And once you do that, it's all going to make sense. You might be a football player right now, but God might have, may plant a passion for creativity in your heart later. You may be a singer right now, but God may, might plant a passion for missions in your heart right now. You just don't know if you don't submit your life to him what he's going to do. That's my last thought. Hey, well, we love you guys. Make sure to subscribe. Share this with a friend. Uh, yeah, join the newsletter at kadenfabrizio.com. Do all the things that we told you to do earlier. 
stay up to date with Yona at yonanights.com and figure out where we are going next. We're probably coming to a city near you, to be honest. And, um, yeah, I love you guys. You're purposed for something important that you are called towards. Um, and I think God does want to reveal it to you. So continue to seek him and he'll show you. Love you. Catch you in the next one. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God and aren't we all praying the big prayer? Here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.